Hi, this is Harrison Kim, and you're listening to Working with People with PapeStep. The Working with People podcast is for executives, managers, and HR leaders. We bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset, your talent. We have Roy here. Thank you for joining. Great to be here. Thanks, Harrison. Let's start with you. Tell us who you are and what you do. I have expertise in HR technology and analytics. I'm a consultant offering strategic advice to clients. I'm an educator. I teach in the Masters of Human Capital Analytics and Technology program at NYU. I'm an author, just came out with my sixth co-authored book, and I speak at industry events. So people analytics is the main topic for today's discussion, and that conversation has become a hot topic over the last several years. What is it exactly in your mind, and how do you define it? It's about making evidence-based decisions about the people in your workforce. Your people are your most valuable asset and also the most volatile. It's imperative to know what's happening in the workforce if you want to achieve your objectives. And rather than using opinion or anecdotal evidence, it's about making decisions armed with the facts. The co-founder of Netscape, Jim Barksdale, once famously said, if you're bringing data, we'll look at the data. If you're just bringing opinions, we'll go with mine. Don't rely on Barksdale's opinions. Bring the data. Walk me through how you can do that from a tactical standpoint, how you collect the data. What are some of the processes that you think are best practices? First of all, you have to find your strategy. You have to really get a sense of what you're trying to achieve. Next is get your arms around your data. You have to get all your data in one place to report on it, make sure it's clean, make sure it's harmonized. And that's a heavy lift. There are no shortcuts to that. Third is know what questions to ask. Know what you don't know about the workforce and want to know. Acquire the skill sets you need to do the data visualizations and machine learning that that you need to do. And last, be curious. This is a journey. You're not going to get all your answers at once. It's going to be an ongoing journey. So you talked about defining your strategy, getting your arms around the data, understanding what to ask and making sure that you have the right skill sets that allow you to analyze and understand the data. So if you think about certain companies of whether it's a startup size or a midsize or a large company, you talked about defining your strategy. So could you give us a few tangible examples of what that looks like for a company? Yeah, sure. So good example, if a company is looking to expand into another area open another location. I mean, that's a workforce planning issue. Maybe the most important decision you make during the year, and it's all about whether you're going to have the skills that you need in the place that you need it at the time that you need it. This is all driven by predictive analytics. Let's go with that example of expanding into a different location or a new location. What kind of data sets would you be looking to getting your arms around? Well, you have to look at your uh, retention strategy, first of all. You have to look at your acquisition strategy, and you know what skills you have in-house. You know, people say that LinkedIn knows more about your employees than you do. You need to know what skills you have and what skills you're going to need. So I'll give you an example. I was with a healthcare organization that opened a new treatment center, and we wanted to staff it. So we looked for people with the skill sets we need that live near the new center, uh, thinking that they might want to transfer and then put a strategy together to backfill them from the main location. Can you share some interesting or fun stories around how people analytics have affected your clients? 
Yeah, when you show a client a dashboard with data visualizations for the first time, you just see their eyes light up. And then right. they dig down into the data and they reach that aha moment where they gain some insight into the workforce. And then it becomes like a drug, like an addictive. They just want more and more. And it's a really whole change in focus when they see the information that they have within their organization and can be used to help them achieve their, uh, their strategy and work on the challenges. Right. And it's funny that you say that. I think delivery and presentation of your insights is just as important as insights, right? Sometimes people who have all that stuff in front of them don't care to read it until you truly deliver it properly. You know, um, it, it's all about storytelling. You know, I think of any uh, business case study as a story about people struggling to overcome their problems to make their lives better. And, and that's what it's like in the workforce. You just have to put it in human terms. Right. You know, one of the biggest challenges right now for CEOs and CHROs is attracting and retaining talent, of course. But in particular, I think a lot of people are focused on attracting talent. And from a people analytics perspective, how do you think about using that for talent acquisition uh, from looking at understanding candidates? All right. Well, I'm going to be a little cynical for a, for a moment, if you'll excuse me. First of all, just about every talent acquisition product on the market has the letters AI in their advertising. <laughs> right. So you have to dig into that. AI is a very broad topic. It's very misused from a marketing point of view. But also, I, I mean, I'm a, a little cynical about it in that I think there's a big disconnect. You know, we have a war for talent and we have a lot of technology that we throw at talent acquisition, but still employers can't get the skills they need. And there's a lot of talent out there that can't match up with the jobs that, that would be beneficial to them. We've come a long way. We still have a long way to go. Right. And if you think about people analytics, it's, it's a set of practices or processes and you know, technology that you can put on top of these types of talent acquisition and talent development, talent management type of software or programs. My understanding of it is that what it does is it aggregates all of that data and it helps you understand what is going on, the insights, and to put it into action. Would that be a fair statement? That would be a fair statement. You know, there, it, it's important if you're managing technology, analytics technology, to really know what each technology does and how it can be useful to you. And I also wanted to say that we're, we're kind of at the cusp of a confluence of factors mm. and we're on the precipice of unleashing very powerful technologies. A lot of machine learning and deep learning techniques rely on computer speed and data. And because of the web and the internet of things, we have a lot more data than we used to. And computing power has just taken off. So we're really in the infancy of this. I liken it to when mankind first discovered fire. Well, it's great. You can cook food, give warmth and light. But if it's not controlled, it can cause devastation. So we're, we're kind of at the same place with uh, artificial intelligence right now. Right. And there's a lot of talk whether people or organizations are even ready. Yeah. Well, what are, what are you your know, thoughts on that? Well, we, we, have to, uh, we have to be a little forward thinking. We can't be reactive. There are issues now with algorithmic responsibility, algorithmic bias. We have to be able to avoid that. We have to be able to anticipate the consequences of moving forward with very powerful technologies. And, and, the, and the future is in our hands. If we control this badly, we're heading toward a dystopian future. If we handle it well, then it could be a great benefit to mankind. Right. And it's back to people analytics processes and you know, programs. Where are the low-hanging fruits for current organizations today where they can really use the data that they have 
and take the first few steps using people analytics to see some real results? Yeah, I think data visualizations, because that could be done with the data that you have in-house coming out of your HR systems. You don't really need data scientists to do any regression analysis or, or AI processing or machine learning or anything like that. There's a lot you can get from just cleaning your data, getting it all in one place, and that's mm-hmm. you know not easy to do. But if you do, you can really get some insights into the workforce by drilling into the data and finding out what's happening and finding out why it's happening. I mean, it's interesting because once you put stuff on the graph, whether it's turnover, whether it's productivity, whether it's people's preferences, whatever it is, and you break it down into demographics or generation or location, there's a lot of interesting correlations and causations that you can find. Having the ability to collect that data, clean it up and visualize it as a first step is pretty powerful. Yeah, and analyze in an iterative fashion. So if you have a a chart that shows turnover, that in itself really tells you nothing. Uh, So you really have to dig in and go through the journey. You may find that your hypothesis is invalid, but you may discover other things about the workforce along the way. Now, do you need, you know, for an organization, call it, you know, 50 to 150 people that may have a department of one, right? or department of two, what is the best way for them to start using these practices or processes? Well, there are plenty of ways you can do it. Buy, build, or rent. You can hire a data analyst, more reasonably priced than data scientists. You can train people. You can send them to educational opportunities like the one I teach in at NYU. Or you can buy a workforce analytics software product, and then you get a lot of the data management and data science and data analytics and BI stuff all built into the tool. So you can really spend your time working with the clients and trying to look for insights rather than the mechanics of getting the data in in a way that you can work with it. Yeah, I think this is a really interesting topic. And I think there are other things that we should dive in deeper at at future episodes around specific use cases around people analytics. But thank you for your time. Where can the audience find you and your thoughts? Uh, you can find me at peopleserve.com. That's P-E-O-P-L-E-S-E-R-V with no E at the end.com. And if you click on the link that says thought leadership over on the left-hand side of the uh, website, it'll bring you to a page with all of the articles that I've written over the last dozen years or so. Perfect. So thank you for turning into working with people by PaveStep. Roy, thank you for your time. Uh, everybody. If you like this episode, feel free to check us out on pavestep.com slash podcast. Thank you.